Let me welcome you to Stevenson High Kirk here in North Ayrshire for our morning devotions. Well, can I also wish all dads and spiritual fathers a happy Father's Day. Well, over the next three weeks, I'll be having a break and so you will get to rest from my voice. Well, over these Sunday mornings, I'm delighted that we'll have Reverend Alan Ford sharing. Well, for those who would like to join us up at the church this morning at 10.30, please pre-book a space. Information for booking will appear at the end of this video, or why not visit our website at stevensonhighkirk.com. It's also our hope that over these coming weeks we may be able to sing in church as we enter level one of the restrictions. So please join us if you can. Well, the psalmist declares, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Well, let's worship the Lord together as we sing in our opening hymn, Amazing Grace.
meet our hearts as we pray together. Let's pray. Oh, our loving Heavenly Father, please help us as we pray this day. Grant us such a liberty in the Spirit so that our prayers will be acceptable in your sight. You are the shepherd of our souls and as a flock of your pasture we are secure in your presence. Oh, how we praise you for your provision and providence. We know we will not lack any good thing when we trust all to your sovereign care and rest completely in your covenant promises. Oh, we confess that often we stray and find ourselves in valleys of despair and discouragement. We tend to be led by our own thoughts, emotions and will, rather than walking the paths of righteousness. Oh, to know a closer walk with thee and to be able to walk the King's Highway. Forgive us when we have allowed fears, anxieties and worries to consume our thoughts and allowing them to govern our lives. Blot out our transgressions and please remove and remember our sins no more. Thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness, goodness and grace. Oh, being led by your guiding hand is such a comfort and how precious it is to abide in your glorious presence. Oh, will you now bring us, body and soul, into a place of rest, where we can know restoration and renewal, physically and spiritually. As we live in such evil days, prepare our hearts to live for your glory. Refresh us, comfort us, anoint us, and let your goodness and love be our companions this day and always. Oh, please fill our cup to overflowing. For we cannot keep to your paths in our own strength. But oh, how we desire to do your will and to walk in your ways. So help us to obey your word and be empowered to live it out. And may your will be done in our lives. For you are the good, great and chief shepherd. Now may your peace and joy rest upon us as we share in the Lord's prayer together. Saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, I'm now going to ask Daniel to read to us from the Word of God as we read in Psalm 51, verses 10 to 19. Thanks, Daniel. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God, the God who saves me, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. In your good pleasure make Zion prosper. 
build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then there will be righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings to delight you. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. This is the word of God. To him be all the glory. Amen. Well, this morning we're considering Psalm 51, a prayer of David. It's a, it's an amazing prayer. It's a beautiful prayer. It's a prayer of confession. Notice David here as he prays at the very outset of the psalm. He prays to the God of unfailing love and great compassion. Isn't that lovely? Here's David. He's desperate now to get right with God. David is aware that God is just. He's right. He's holy, holy, holy. David prays in awe of God. But notice, at the very beginning of his prayer, he gets his heart right in who he's speaking to. David is praying to the God of unfailing love and great compassion. David is not kidding himself here. He's not hoping that God will show him love again and that God will be compassionate. No, he's praying to the God who is unfailing love, who is great in compassion, who is slow in anger. David knows who he's praying to. He knows he's praying to the God who is holy, who is just, who is true, who is righteous. Yes, David knows that God is the judge of all the earth who will do right. But David also knows that he is the God of all compassion. He knows that God is good. David understands the fundamental nature of God. The Apostle Paul reminds us it's the goodness of God that works repentance. And so here David, as he prays to get his heart right with God, yes, he's failed. He's known an encounter with failure. His heart is broken. He's been found out. Yes, he tried to cover his sin. For a whole year, he tried to hide his sins. But now he's exposed. And this is not the prayer of someone who's just been found out and is therefore saying sorry to God. No, this is a prayer of true repentance. As Martin Luther said, the doctrine of true repentance is set forth in these words, I have sinned. David is aware he has sinned before the presence of a holy God. David has been caught in a snare which has trapped him but has also broken him. Here David is a broken man. His heart is broken, not just because of the situation that he finds himself in, but because his heart, his relationship with God is broken. And so here is a prayer, not just of confession and repentance, but it's a prayer of deliverance. Like Mephibosheth, who had been crippled in both feet, David felt totally crippled spiritually. He felt crippled by his sins. It wasn't a case of David picking himself up and getting back into the presence of God. No, David needed grace to carry him. 
He needed God's amazing grace to deliver him, to lift him up, to put him on his shoulder. Yes, he needed the good shepherd to come after him and to pick him up in such tenderness, with such love and with such mercy. Well, as we ponder this psalm this morning, I especially want to focus our attention on verse 12, where we come to the heart of his prayer. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Well, as David makes this prayer now of restoration, we notice that David obviously had known the joy of salvation. He had known a joyful relationship with God. The word restore here indicates he had possessed it before. When we look at the Psalms, we notice in Psalm 9 at verse 1, I will praise thee. In Psalm 21 at verse 1, the king shall joy in thy strength. And of course, we know Psalm 23 at verse 5, my cup runneth over. And there in Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. Yes, David knew the joy of salvation. He knew joy in the Lord. And there was good reason for his joy. He knew the joy of forgiveness. He knew the joy of assurance of God's presence. He knew the joy of the presence of the Lord with him. He knew the joy of intimate worship. He was the sweet singer of Israel. He even said, I will be undignified in my dancing and in my rejoicing and in my celebration of God his King. He knew the joy of deliverance from lions and bears and, of course, giant Goliath. David had known joy. He had known the joy of salvation. He knew the joy of being in the presence of God, singing praises unto his God. But now we notice that David had obviously lost that joy. Restore here also indicates that he doesn't have that joy right now. David had lost the joy of his salvation. He was filled with gloom, who had once been filled with glory. He was burdened, who once was so blessed. His life had turned sour, who had once known a life filled with song. Here he was, depressed, disappointed, discouraged, more with himself, when once his heart would be praising. But notice, David is not praying merely to be happy again. He's praying to experience God's happiness, God's joy over him. David had committed adultery with Bathsheba, and in an effort to cover that up, he committed murder. Sin had robbed David, yes, of his reason, polluted his mind, stained his character, sickened his heart, and stole his joy. Sin had robbed David of the joy of his salvation. For David, the singer of Israel, his song had gone. Without joy, David was left feeling weak. Without joy, David felt as if he was snared in a trap. 
Without joy, David couldn't go on. And so we now find him desperately longing to have that joy of his salvation restored. He is longing not to be happy, but he's longing for God's happiness. He's crying out that he would know the joy of the Lord to be his strength. The joy that David is praying for here is spiritual joy. A joy that doesn't depend on outward circumstances. It's that eternal joy of God. A joy that is sweeter than worldly pleasures. A joy that is purer. A rose without thorns and a well of delight. In Nehemiah we read of how the joy of the Lord is your strength. Well, there it doesn't mean our joy in the Lord. It's referring to God's joy in us. The joy of the Lord, God's joy, is our strength. Knowing that God is happy, God is delighted, that God is blessed. Knowing that God delights in us. Knowing that God really cares for us. Knowing that God really loves us. That's what brings us strength. And it's this joy of the Lord which is a source of strength through all the seasons of our life. Through times of guilt and shame like David here. Through times of suffering. Through times of conflicts with Satan. When we feel alone and abandoned. At the hour of death. In times of dryness. In times of wilderness. In times of lockdown. The joy of the Lord is such a source of strength. And no wonder David here longs to have that joy restored to him. Well, in Psalm 85, in a similar way, we find the psalmist there crying out, Oh Lord, that I could live again, that you would revive us. And why does he pray that? Well, he says, Lord, revive us again. Will you not revive us again so that your people would rejoice in you? Isn't that lovely? The reason for the psalmist's prayer to know life again, to know revival, to know joy, was in order that the Lord's people would rejoice, that the Lord's people would taste and see that the Lord is good, that the Lord's people would experience the love and the faithfulness of God again. And so here in Psalm 51, David prays, Lord, restore the joy of his salvation. But David also gives us a reason why he's praying for the joy of his salvation to be restored. He says, For then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God, the God who saves me, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Yes, he prays for a restoration of the joy of his salvation, in order that he would teach others, especially not to make the same mistakes he's made. But also, he prays so that he would be able to sing again to sing of God's righteousness, to sing of God's goodness, to sing of God's mercy, to sing of God's love, 
to sing of God's joy and to declare his praises. Yes, David desires to experience God's joy in his life so that he can bring delight to God and that others would know the delights of God. What a beautiful prayer. But what a climax to the psalm. We're brought back to viewing the God of unfailing love and great compassion in the face of Christ who promises to restore. Yes, Jesus is the Father's joy. Christ himself is salvation's joy. At God's right hand there are pleasures forevermore in Christ our Saviour. Yes, the joy of our salvation is Christ. And so can I ask you a question today. Have you lost the joy of your salvation? Oh, let me ask, have you lost that passion for Christ you once had? Or it may be that you have strayed away from God. You feel paralysed. You feel that God wouldn't want you back. Or maybe your past and present circumstances have snared you, where you can't even move forward, you can't even pray. You feel empty and broken. Or maybe there are others listening here this morning and you just feel that God could not possibly love you or delight in you. Well, would you like to know the joy of salvation? Would you like to know Christ as your joy? Well, the psalmist closes by saying, You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. O Are you empty? Are you broken? Are you contrite of spirit? Then today you can know the joy of the Lord, the joy of your salvation restored to you. You can know the joy of God, the delights of the Father. Oh, as you put your trust in the Lord Jesus this morning, I pray that the Lord would cause you to sing again. But it is also my prayer, though, that you would teach others, tell others, share with others what God has done for you. Declare the praises of God through your life. Oh, may the Lord bless you and encourage you. Oh, may Christ, your ultimate joy, fill you with his joy. Well, let's worship the Lord together as we sing from Scottish Metrical Psalm 51.
Well, I'm now going to invite Helen Wilson to lead us in our intercessory prayers. Thanks, Helen. Let us pray together. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come to your throne of grace through our Lord Jesus Christ. May we, as your people, draw close to you in worship and praise. Open our hearts and minds to you and give us a fresh vision of who you really are. Almighty God, may our worship be acceptable in your sight. As we thank you for your great love for us, we lift up to you our brothers and sisters, whether in our own church family or in various other parts of your world. We think especially of those who are ill and in hospital and those who are being cared for in their own homes or in nursing homes. Touch them with your loving hand and bring peace to them and their families. May they all find refuge in the shadow of your wings. Father, as we see the numbers affected by COVID-19 rise again, help us all to act responsibly and play our part in containing the spread. Do keep our young people safe now that we have entered the holiday season. May we all act with due regard for other people. Bless our young people who have been studying through a difficult year. Thank you for the positive results they have achieved despite the difficulties. Help them now to relax and look forward to a new stage in their lives. Bless your word preached today and grant a special anointing to those who faithfully proclaim the good news of Jesus week by week. O Lord, as we look around our towns and cities, we see such violence and senseless loss of life. We pray that your Holy Spirit will move in power in our communities and people will turn from death to life. Fill us with compassion for the lost. Make us a praying church and help us to persevere till we see revival sweeping over our land and your name lifted high. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayers as we ask all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thanks so much, Helen, for leading us in our intercessory prayers. Well, let's now worship together as we sing in Psalm 23, The Lord's My Shepherd.
now let us go in the strength of the Lord and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and always. Amen.